can the RPE scale be used in conjunction with uh, percentage-based programming for uh, developing strength, for improving the strength of uh, clients and athletes? What's going on, guys? This is Amir Fazeli from Adonis Athletics with a strong belong, and we are back for another episode of Bars, Plates, and Protein Shakes. And today's topic is going to be on just that. The differences between the RPE scale and the percentage-based prescription of programming for a strength athlete and whether these can be combined and what the differences between them and and how to get the most out of both. So, you know, I'm on another uh, long drive home from work and uh, as I pointed out in a previous episode, these are the times when I get to think back on um, my day and the things that I came across and what was a refresher for me, what I, what I learned new and, and pass those things on to you guys. And uh, what I want to talk about today is uh, being able to utilize the RPE scale, but in conjunction with a percentage-based program and uh, use that to get the, get the most out of things. Uh, and let me explain what I mean. So, you've got the percentage-based programming prescription that's been used for uh, decades and decades uh, by, you know, anybody and everybody you can imagine. Any any kind of strength coach out there, any kind of coach that would prescribe any kind of program would usually base the intensity of that program uh, as a percentage of the client's one rep max. Uh, So, for example, three sets of ten at 75 70% of of squat max and and so on and so on then in the last uh, five or so years six seven eight years in fact uh, uh, very smart guy by the name of Mike Teixeira came along and uh, he began to popularize the RPE scale and and that method uh, and, it, and it is very important and very useful in regards to being able to get people to uh, do what's called auto-regulation and sort of detect when their body is feeling uh, feeling fresher, detect when their body is not feeling as fresh and be able to use those signals and those feedbacks from how they perceive to feel uh, to adapt their training uh, style for the day or, or what I mean is the, the aggressiveness of their training for the day. So I'm assuming that Pretty much everybody that's listening to this has a good idea of what the RPE scale is and how to use it. I'm also assuming that everybody listening to this has a pretty good idea of the percentage-based system of prescribing programs and how to use that. So um, we're going to we're going to talk about a little bit about how uh, you can combine the two. So over the last, uh, I mean, not just over the last couple of years, but always. As, as somebody who is a strength coach uh, and also somebody who is always looking to improve and uh, get the most out of uh, program efficiency, programming systems, uh, and you know, install those within, within the business model of Adonis Athletics, of all the franchises, of all the branches, so that results can be maximized and uniform across all branches. I try to look at what's happening in the world and, and um, 
take the best from things and put them together so that it can be applied back to the clients and, and achieve even better results. And so I take, um, I take things that I try myself and I experiment with other people, other clients who are basically my guinea pigs. Uh, and we extrapolate data, we extrapolate um, you know, the results that we got from these, you know, if you want to call them experimentations, these tests, and we put them back in the system. So what we found was that if you have a basic guidance, actually, let me back up here for a second. One of the first things we found was that the more, the more a beginner somebody is in the strength training realm, the less accurately they can execute the RPE scale model, right? The less accurately we can, it just becomes too complicated for them to be given a program based on just purely RPEs. Um, not just because that they're not just because they're not used to reading it, and it can it can be complicated because that's not so much of an issue. You can just teach that to them, and they can pick it up uh, after a short period. But more so because because they are beginners, they don't have a good understanding of what hard is. They don't have a good understanding of of when they truly have one more rep left in the tank, or no more reps left in the tank or three more reps left in the tank. So even that seven to nine RPE uh, range can become really distorted for somebody who's a beginner. And the more of a beginner that they are, the more it becomes distorted. The more advanced somebody becomes as a lifter, the more accuracy they can execute the RPE scale with, right? This doesn't take anything away from the RPE model itself, it's very useful and it's something that's going to stay around forever. Oh, it should anyway. Uh, but it just has limitations with certain um, trainees, right? That's all it is. Similarly, the percentage-based model could be very useful uh, for somebody who's more of a beginner because they're given a certain weight and they're told to just go away and, and do that and because they're they're a beginner as long as they're hitting ballpark within a certain intensity they're still going to make that progress right and we just want to make sure that they are just developing uh, things like uh, movement patterns and, and cues and things like that that's what we're primarily interested in as somebody becomes more advanced percentage-based stuff we found doesn't work as well so it, it's not a, a direct sort of correlation. So, so if, if somebody who is really strong, if you tell them to deadlift uh, a, a triple, for example, at 90% or 87% of their max, it could be very hard for them to, to actually get that done, especially for multiple sets. Whereas somebody who is a beginner, you can tell them to do triples at 90%, 87% or so, and it, it's much more realistic an expectation uh, and and so in cases like that where somebody is more advanced an RPE scale is much more useful uh, if they have the hang of it because by that period in their training career or training age they have a very good idea of uh, how things feel how much more they really have left in the tank if they can squeeze out one more rep or not 
and so it becomes very effective there and then you have something sort of like in the middle where you have intermediate sort of lifters and we'll, we found that you know the intermediate level is where most people lie uh, the majority of clients that will come to you as the average strength coach out there are going to be in that sort of intermediate range they have they have been involved in training for quite some time now they just want to take maybe powerlifting or weightlifting or whatever it may be a little bit more seriously and uh, you know yeah sometimes you have absolute beginners come to you and you have sometimes you have like uh, world level guys come to you but majority of people are sort of somewhere in the middle right and we, we found that you can get very good results by uh, creating the program as a percentage base so that they have an idea of what kind of numbers to shoot for, but then also giving them a guidance in regards to RPE. So for example, we'll say, work up to a, work up to a top single at, of squat at 250 kilos, for example, right? But if it feels any harder than a nine RPE, just as an example, then, uh, Drop the weight. Drop the weight by uh, by five percent or seven percent or whatever it may be. Uh, so they have an understanding of the ballpark where they're supposed to be aiming up for, but uh, they also know how to adjust it if they hit any problems, if they if they need to troubleshoot something. Uh, it also allows them to not get lazy with weight selection and you know knowing what weight to work up to. Because if you leave it up to a certain athlete uh, to say, you know, work up to a, a single at, at a 9 RPE, uh, they could actually do a little bit less weight than they can. Or they could do a little bit more weight than they, than they should. And that can uh, accumulate and affect uh, recovery down the track. So um, we've found that it's, uh, it's a very good idea where possible, especially when there's when there's coaching available on a consistent basis, where you, you know, you're there being able to be in touch with an athlete on a consistent basis, not necessarily just face-to-face, -face, even as an online client, if they're the type of client that consistently gives feedback and, and videos and uh, you know, you're in communication with, it can work very well. You, you give a guideline of a weight that they should be working it around, but you tell them in case it feels like X, Y, and Z, in terms of difficulty, make sure you pull back. And so they know what to shoot for and where the boundary is that they don't, they, they, they don't end up overstepping on. Uh, just a little, t little tip from us that's helped us, helped us uh, bring up our, um, our clients and our athletes and make them as strong as possible, uh, as safe as possible. And, uh, sort of eradicate a lot of confusion uh, in a lot of ways. If you guys already do it, we would love to hear the feedback on how you've been finding it. If you're not doing it, try it out. You might find that it works like a charm. If you're around Sydney at the end of April, April 20th to the 22nd, we'll be at uh, booth J21 at the Fitness Expo. The booth will be called Mount Olympus. Keep an eye out for it because it's going to be action-packed and full of adrenaline and testosterone. 
make sure you get down there. We're going to have a, a running schedule on all three days. All kinds of exhibitions and shows that you can jump in on and participate. Others you can watch. Everything from bench press competitions to mass wrestling to deadlift competitions and exhibitions. You name it, it's going to be there. So if you're going to be at the Fitness Expo, make sure you come down and say hi. Until the next episode, this is Amir Fazeli, Adonis Athletics, where the strong belong.